I'm Andrew O'Hagan, host of a new podcast from the London Review of Books. It's about the bloodiest and most controversial event of the Falklands War, the sinking of the General Belgrano. Margaret Thatcher was accused of a war crime. The truth would only emerge in the pages of a private diary. This is the Belgrano Diary. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the London Review Bookshop. Do you get annoyed at being introduced as a Turner Prize winner? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, Sucks that, that, dog shit, doesn't it? It, it's, it, it's, <laughs> it, it sucks dog shit. And yeah. it is this, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, appellation that, that yeah, what, yeah, what the hell was that? When you... I think I was, I was a bit stubborn, though, because I got nominated... 12 years before I, 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 I won the sodding thing, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, um, and I thought, when they, when they, I really didn't expect to be asked ever again. And when they did, unfortunately, I, I said, all right, do you know what I mean? And, and, and so it serves me right, but, but it's annoying. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Do you believe in, in that it's possible to award or win prizes for art? That's a good question. Um, I mean, do you believe they have any validity? I, I, I suppose, because I, I, I went through... I think I was probably more naive when I kind of accepted it in the, first, the, the, the first time around, you know? And then for various reasons, it was important for me... Or, because I'd accepted it the first time, you can't suddenly get a bit... Pious Sniffy. About it, pious about it, no, no. You'd have to no. hand back the exactly, old one. Exactly, do you know what I mean? You know? <laughs> and so... So I thought, all right, I'll go for it again. Um, but, yeah, how do you feel about all that? Because, you know, you were, you, you, you know, long-listed book prize and all that kind of thing. What, what's the, you know, I'll throw that back. I think it's astonishing. I think our culture's come to valorise chance over discrimination. Yeah. And it's part of the great loss of the canonical in our culture. And the reason why... Prizes are more important than anything else is because people intuitively and collectively recognise that nobody is an arbiter anymore. Everybody feels themselves to have as much right to be an arbiter as yeah, anybody yeah, else. Yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, respect... Yeah. Particularly in visual art, the status of the critic is more or less at rock bottom now. Critics are the hirelings yeah. of, of gallerists and, yeah, yeah. and artistic yeah, 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 agents. Yeah, yeah. And artists. Artists yeah, yeah, yeah. directly hire critics in order to puff their don't, work. Don't do you think... What's even worse is like pop culture has gone the whole bloody route as well. So well, the a, prize route. Yeah, the sort of rock and roll hall of fame and 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 prizes for you know mm. you two and <laughs> I you know somehow I find that more offensive than 
I think I think there's still. Well, yeah, I mean, you two are just defensive, aren't they? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they don't indeed, really need indeed, to do indeed, anything, indeed, do they? Indeed, indeed, <laughs> indeed. But you know, I didn't. When I was growing up, I didn't need to know what was an award winner amongst albums or whatever. You know, it was more important for my identity to to know what mattered to me. Yeah. Without a, yeah. A, having it being addressed by the entire community, and and back in those days. Uh, you just have Melody Maker and NME and 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 the uh, the national newspapers didn't really touch popular culture at all, did they? I mean, not really. No. You grew up in Chigwell. Yeah. What was the nearest tube? Chigwell. Chigwell. Grain, Grange Hill is marginal, probably about 100 yards difference. Yeah. Chigwell on the central line, central, on the loop bit. Yeah, yeah. on the loop there. Out in the Roding Valley. That's it. Yeah. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Is it? Well, I mean, I'm, what's the one beyond Epping, Chipping Onger? There was, yeah. yeah well, it used to go to Blake Hall be... and then Onger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, Onger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you, I mean, you get a feel for it at Epping <laughs> where you come out of the tube and you're sort of in yeah. a turn of, not a turn, in a constable place. It's like a, a bit. guy yeah. with the no, hay wane. It is a bit, like, it is a bit. And you're on a kind of single track yeah. kind of, you know. Yeah, you have to know it's called Thaden Boys rather than Thaden Bois as well, you know. Right. So you're kind of, you know, and, that and then would mark and, you out. That would mark you out as a complete and yeah, yeah, kick and, and, and yeah, 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 yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> and then it feels like a one. It's really quite weird there because it, it. I don't know if it is, but it feels like you're on a single track, and then yeah, you used to go all the way to Unger, and actually there are no, it is a single track. Yeah, there, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there are certain numbers still on the tube that mark. Uh, the distance in miles to uh, the uh, bunker in the event of a nuclear attack in 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 um, Onga. So if the balloon went up, like the government, everyone would have head, headed out. And what that there are, way? There are secret messages on the tube. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who told you that then? <laughs> Was it old Uncle Fred in the shed? <laughs> she did. Okay, okay. <laughs> Precisely, you know, not to be honest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did you, when, when you were growing up out there in Chigwell, mm. did you used to go into the tube and then take it all the way into town? I did, I did. How early do you remember doing that? From childhood? Ooh, very early. I yeah. mean, I was probably like... I was probably down to do it from about the age of 11, I reckon. Yeah, on your yeah, top. Yeah, on my own, yeah, yeah. yeah. And where would you and go? I'd generally go to Tottenham Court Road and, and Hoban around there and just, like, I'd do the bookshops and the guitar shops, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what, yeah, and what, drew me. And yeah. what was your feeling as a child about the tube? What did you invest it with? It was incredibly kind of um, important and... and Comforting because it was actually the first thing I heard in the morning and the last thing I heard at night. The, the, the line was oh, over, you heard the overground, yeah. and it was only like about 150 yards behind my mum and dad's place. So, so, so that was kind of the sound. And I used to cross the footpath there, and, and, and as a small child, wave at the driver. And then there was the orchard, and then it was uh, the farm owned by strangely uh, Sally Gunnell's family. <laughs> and then, but it was like a kind of constable landscape beyond that so it was this it was this fantastic it was a great place to grow up because it did mean in 45 minutes I could 
be in a guitar shop on Denmark Street and dare myself to pick up a, a Gibson and yeah and, and strum it and I could go back home and I could cross over the footbridge and with my binoculars and my bird watching kind of mm. part of myself do you know what I mean you know so it was yeah but I think that's probably quite important and mm. may, though you can enlighten me, lie behind some of the conception yeah. of labyrinth. Yeah. Because in a sense that transition yeah. from being in a semi-rural environment to being in a highly urbanised environment yeah. through the agency of the tube yeah. is what makes the tube seem like an entity that is both of the city and distinct from it. it yeah. Whereas yeah. I should imagine if you grew up right here, even though if you were travelling on the Tube, if you're only travelling in central London, the Tube just becomes like the basement. It, it, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, yeah, you know, no, you have to know the, the, the outer tentacles, so to speak, mm. don't you, to know the whole. And, mm. and, and, and that whole overground bit to know... Yeah, what that is going into the sort of belly of the beast of the sea as well, and just like popping up, you know, kind of, yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about the genesis of this work, because I think it's not only in, to, in the creative sense, but yeah. in, in the practical sense, because one of the things that interests me, and, you know, we were talking on the phone the other day and I raised mm. this, was how you approach a public art commission. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that in every sense. How do you approach it politically? Yeah, yeah. How yeah, do you yeah. approach it economically? Yeah, yeah. How do you approach it culturally? How do you approach it aesthetically? Yeah, yeah. Because it yeah, seems yeah, yeah, to yeah. me a very different sort of beast from a, a gallery piece. No, it is. It, it, it is. And I have to say, you know, through through Louise Koich and everyone out in the underground, that, that this has been the most exemplary and best experience I've ever had in, in working on public artwork. And, and so everything else gets measured against that to, to be honest and and I think I don't know if this is true or not actually I'm going to ask you all this but I, I think I was asked in the first place because I'd, I'd, I'd made a show called Russian Linesman I'd curated a show at, at, um, at the Hayward Gallery and I think I was approached in, in such an open sort of way initially that it was with the sense that I might actually curate other artists or not necessarily just just be myself and and you know and and so you know the route to how I got to make the thing was open and and and, and yeah I mean so I, can de- like I can describe that but 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 but, but the, the general point you're making I think yeah is is uh, the contingencies and the politics and the the money and the wherewithal and the commitment are so various and and so I I've had certain experiences that have been great in terms of public work and, and others that have been rather frustrating and they've been you know so so i you know i was the first artist who who, who had a work on the fourth plinth uh behold that, the that, man yeah so that was on the whole that was a good experience but actually initially when i was approached i was approached in terms of i'd be one of th- uh, three artists that would have a work that would be there for a certain amount of time and then one of them would become a permanent fixture in the square and then they cut the, there was a uh, a failure of nerve there and, and they changed the goalposts and now we've got this kind of yeah. rolling kind of thing you know which may be good but it's, it's, it's rather different to, to saying this will be a permanent yeah. you know and, and the great thing about the, the, the about Labyrinth is is it is its permanence, and I think there's been a, a 
bit of a failure of nerve, frankly, uh, over the last few decades about commissioning public works of art. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, the, there isn't stuff out there that represents us or, you know, whether it's actually well articulated or not. You know, I mean, we're, we're not living in the age of the Victorians or the, the Medici, you know, who, who are prone to doubt. But, okay, but, but at the same time, it, it, it seems to me that over the last decade or two, the only things that have got made publicly in terms of artwork are commemorations of... Well, it's not even generals and politicians, how is it? Celebrities. But there's, the, you know, there's nothing kind of... Yeah, I think, I think, I think there's, there could be more out Don't there. Don't you like Paul Day's work? Yeah, who's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who is he? Which one is he? The, he's, the, he's the big a, embracing couple. Is he? Oh, my God, yeah, right, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's exactly. also the uh, Battle of Britain memorial that looks like a cartoon right, strip on right. the embankment. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's confidence. So there's, there's, yeah. Do you think it's to do with style and to do with the particular form I that sculpture takes in relation to the particular form of the contemporary built environment? There isn't a nice mesh between Banjak's postmodern architecture and conceptual artwork, or is there? Maybe, but I don't think it's actually. I don't think the issue has been forced enough. I don't think mm. enough has been put into it to find out whether it it would or could or did, and it hasn't. Mm. And I think that's a bit of a shame, because mm. I, I think it's a bit like pretty much the failure of, of the entire British film industry. I mean, I was shocked to find out that, that Kez is 45 years old, and that was about the last decent British film ever fucking made, you know. Um, that's very that, old for a Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's no, no films that I've seen since then that actually reflect my experience of living in this country, to be perfectly honest, you know? Not even other Ken Loach films? No, 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 because they're just wishful fish filming kind of terrible... Who's that writer he keeps using? I don't know, isn't it? Anyway, but... Uh, anyway. <laughs> but you, you must see that in order to... You say the Medici or mm. the Victorian period, but these were periods of notable dirigism. Yeah. In terms of the, the built environment. This was top-down planning and yeah, yeah, preparedness yeah. to... And also there was a kind of harmony uh, between various styles of architecture and styles of representational art. Maybe mm, we don't mm, have that anymore. Mm. I mean, you just look at the things that have been on I the think, that, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's been a lot of things that contest, not least a kind of lack of faith in the people or confidence in people in modernity. And, and so that whole... Uh, appalling episode of postmodernity and Prince Charles and the, the National Gallery extension and all the rest of it was this kind of weird patronising idea of where we were and we were still not a kind of visual nation even though you could go around the world and think well god everyone else's advertising and graphics seem completely hard to sell and crude compared with Britain but mm. somehow we, we still don't own a visual culture or we haven't got the confidence of that and I think it was only with Tate Modern that we kind of that, that set something rolling you know um, well, or with your generation of Goldsmith's educated artists are you not the generation that, that helped to give the British their own visual palette 
to, to a degree, maybe, yeah. I mean, I think... Because what strikes me about your generation of mm. visual artists, many of whom I've known personally, mm, mm. and I've been engaged with now for many years, mm, mm. is that there is a curious uh, Janus-faced quality to your generation. So some of your famous works are extremely politicised uh, and very present in the culture and critical of the culture. But there are others of your peers whose works seem purpose designed to be fungible, to be tradable mm. in, the, in the now vast and highly expensive contemporary art. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so there's, it seems to me often that your generation of artists are neoliberalism incarnate in some ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I well, I always try and pick myself out of that. <laughs> funny that. But, but, yeah, it's funny that, isn't well, it? Well, I think you are but, but I am a more, bit, well, I'm more a bit, political. Yeah, and I'm a bit older than that lot, and I, so, so, I actually had a sort of, you know, let, let's face it, a, a career, a nascent career before the whole Goldsmith thing happened. And I was teaching there when it, the, mm. the thing started rolling. And it was fascinating to kind of watch because I was sort of, you know, well, I was a teacher there. So I was kind of fundamentally un, uncool, really. Mm. Uh, so, so I've had that kind of distance there. And, and I was still, well, I mean, you know, there's a whole lot of class politics and anger and, and, and a lot of, hell of a lot else that that have fueled my work in the 80s. Mm. And and there was something about that uh, Goldsmith generation, it was like, like in one leap they were free. It was like, kind of like, we don't have to address this anymore. And, 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 and you know, and it you was like it's a generation sort of ground thing. zero thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a generation thing. And I'm still, I was still back there kind of, you know, trying to work out. Well, they, they yeah, yeah. sucker punched me because I assumed in the early 90s the freeze show, mm. showing in abandoned buildings, mm, mm, mm. you know, cutting up tabloid newspapers and mm, plastic. Mm, I assumed mm. all of these people were of the left. No. But they weren't of anything, were no, they? No, no, no. Did you realise that at the time? Oh, I did, I did, I did, I did. But I've never. <laughs> Why but didn't I've, you tell everybody? But I've never. Well, I did. I did. I've, I've, I've had a couple of goes. There was a couple of essays in Art for All where I've kind of sounded off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back back then. So that was about fifteen years ago. So I, and um, yeah, and I don't buy into this. Yeah, the way. Well, the whole of punk is, is read. I mean, I, you know that that's Thatcher is Thatcher is incarnate. You know, I mean that was just you know. Um, Take the money and run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like individualism and we can do this and, and I'm the only one that matters here. And, you know, I, I never saw that as a... And let's face it, that that happened in the run-up to 13 years of Thatcherism, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, or another word that we might apply to, to that slightly younger generation mm, than mm. you is, though it's present in your work as well, but you might argue that it, it has a properly politicised context, is the... French situationist concept of détournement, of the idea of kind of using the imagery of capitalism, mm, mm. Uh, cutting it and pasting it and turning it around and inflicting it on them. And in mm, many ways, mm. your most, mm. in some ways, your most celebrated work, the recreation of Brian mm, Hall's mm, mm. camp in Trafalgar Square, mm, is mm. just that, isn't it? It's an example of détournement. Of I guess it is, yeah. I mean, that's one of those bizarre things where an opportunity becomes something that then is sort of like uh, an inevitability or serendipitous or, 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 or just happens. So, so the Tate approached me because the show they had billed 
for the coming January had fallen through and they had the whole of the divine galleries empty and they approached me and two other artists to, to ask if we had an idea in, you know, within like the next month of something that could go there and 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 it's a very odd thing to think that, that that's how that happened but you know if if I, I hadn't been asked you I, know that would never have happened that, so I feel like I should, but yeah. I always assumed that the artwork took flight from the government's exclusion zone that when you realised the line went directly through the gallery I was incredibly exercised about the fact that the SOPA Act 2005 had been met with such little debate or protest mm. or you know everyone seemed so supine in, in, in what seemed to be like an, an extraordinary infringement on, on the public speech and human rights mm. and, 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 and this exclusion zone yeah 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 but that was largely well I mean, I mean, the, the, the farce of it was that the, the law was largely framed to try and get rid of Brian, Brian Hoare, and, and it was so badly written and executed that, ironically, he was the only person left <laughs> able to protest yeah, it. it you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So Brian was a starting point, but then, it, yeah, you know, I have to say, when I, I, I went to um, Stanford's in Longacre and got them to print me out the, the largest bes bespoke... Plan. The, the largest plan. bespoke superland. Love a superland. Oh, isn't that life? You know, and uh, and found that 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 this yeah that the kilometre thing ran through not only the tape but through the octagon of the of, of the uh, yeah, and that was a bit of an epiphany. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. I know. I know. Always student went that way around. But what do you think is the political value of a work like that? I mean, clearly it. it sustained the debate about the act but do you mm. worry sometimes that it's rendered null by the fact that it takes place within an ostensibly bourgeois context where people are encouraged to exhibit great public order mm, when mm, they view mm, the work mm, isn't that mm, a sort mm. of irony about it it is but i think it was like um i enjoyed the full backing of the tate gallery i enjoyed the fact that there'd been a huge public campaign to save the Blue Ridgy uh, Turner painting uh, that uh, Tony Blair came along to make the speech to celebrate the fact that they'd saved it and that rather being ushered in the side door, Nick Sorretta walked him all the way past uh, my piece, Brian's... Yeah, do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think you have to kind of make your point where you can and mm. and I think the fact that we'd been denied what Brian had been saying and that that, that could be renewed for, for <coughs> eight and a half months mm. in, in the leading kind of, you know, contemporary space in Britain that everyone can go and see you know, because apart from anything else, I mean, not enough people cross the road to look at what Brian was doing, or had to say, and every, you know, people, including the Guardian, dismissed him as as a crank, and 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 so for, you know, a hell of a lot of other reasons, you know, and maybe it's bourgeois, and maybe it's it's easy, but actually, what the, was his attitude towards the piece? He he was behind it from the, the very start, and, and thought it was really. Did he? So, do you think he felt validated by it? I think I think he yeah I think it really. I think it, I think he was very 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 pleased with it, and yeah, I think we were both sort of proud, frankly. 
coming back to labyrinths and the tube, mm. how does it actually work? There are these plaques. Right. And it bears some relation to this Guinness Book of Records quickest right. journey yeah. around every stop. Can you talk us through that? How the how the well, I, the, <laughs> the, the different numbered plaques yeah, relate yeah, yeah, to yeah. the route? Yeah. Well, you've written the most marvellous essay for for, for 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 the book, and so we are kind of we you know. Yeah, but I still we, don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> we, the walk and west of it, and well, the, the, so. The, there are certain things that the tube induce, not least is a certain uh, geekdom or, you know, a mania or, or, you know, and, and I mean, I've had the particular pleasure of, of, of riding in the driver's cab a couple of times as well. And, and you know, and it is a bit like um, kind of Jacques Cousteau's world, you know, and it's like everything kind of works kind of beautifully, but in a slightly different way, you know. Uh, uh, um, but, well, you felt that most when you were in the Yeah, game. that was amazing. It was just beautiful. Must yeah, be a yeah, yeah. I did, I did three circuits of the circle line, which you can't do anymore. Can you? you can't do the round and round anymore. But um, uh, you can't. You had to. No, know that. no, no. It's become a panhandle, isn't it? Terrible. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't. No, no. I'm shocked. Yeah, I know. That used to be the little eternity on the tube, but you can't do it anymore. No, no. Once I come up with the idea of yeah, a different labyrinth for every tube station um, I thought yeah the numbering system would be fun if it followed what was the tubeway challenges um, preferred route so basically these four guys who have, have, have traveled through every tube stop in the fastest possible time within one day which is 16 hours and and, and whatever and they start off in Chesham at the top of the Metropolitan line and and so so yeah so so, so it's a bit of a puzzle uh, so plaque one is in Cheshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how does it where how does it relate to plaque two? I mean, how do we get the well? That's that, that's that'll be next on on the metro. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Fulton line, and then, yeah, yeah, and then, well, but, but then after a while, visually. you oh, visually. Well, that was to be honest, that was we identified about a dozen different families of um, labyrinths, Unic- universal, yeah, universal labyrinths. So, so obviously, there's the classical Cretan one, uh, and so the, the sort of seven ring one of that is at is Green Park. Uh, there's one based. On, on the one from Chartres Cathedral that I uh, sort of bike to when I was a 22, 23-year-old. You know, but, the, but it seems that labyrinths, yeah, are, 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 do come from all around the world. So there's Native American versions. And, and, and so then it was a question of places that I'd been to that I thought this was sort of suitable Oh, so it was is, fairly intuitive, a... but there were, you know, but and other things were just, 
if I'd never been there, just the place name, you know. But so there were, yeah. So, there so it was a kind of, yeah. Meant to be some kind of an intuitive, yeah. emotional, personal link indeed, between indeed. each labyrinth and, and, each and, and location. Well, well, to me, to me, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you end up visiting every single Tuesday? I, I haven't as yet, but I will. Shame on you. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> I know, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And you say that the, I mean, they are sitting in the room, the people from our, on the underground. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, you could just be a very craven person. I could. But let's let's challenge that a bit. <laughs> you say that the TFL were, were the best public commissioner you've worked Yeah, for. yeah, absolutely. Do you think that's because, although, you know, it's meant to be a kind of profit centre of its own and all that, it partakes in some way of the credo of municipal socialism? Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, I yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, I mean, I went, made a, a work fairly recently called The Unconscious, which is just a series of highly pixelated pictures that a person has taken off and another person uh, asleep on, on the tube mainly, but sometimes on buses. But, 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 but essentially, I think, I think that's kind of right, a remarkably lovely thing that people have such trust that they that they can be relaxed enough. I mean, obviously knackered enough, and sometimes you know half cut. But but to sleep on 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 the tube amongst strangers and that, and know that they'll be safe. And, and I think that says quite a lot about you know that the there is something. Intimacy, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that this is quite an important. It's a rather in, intimate sort of kind of relationship we have with this network. Yeah, I think it's rather extraordinary. Yeah. What has happened to your giant horse at Ebbsfleet? Not a whole lot, but I do get asked a lot, Will. Yeah. Well, we're hoping to move it forward, we are. Who's yeah. commissioning that, the giant horse at Ebbsfleet? That is... Well, that, that, that's... Uh, well, there's one company still on board, but we, we're, we're <laughs> hoping to bring new people on. Yeah. Presumably you don't want to say anything to prejudice its... No, well, I don't. I don't actually. I mean, you know, we no things. Things. Things are looking up because we still got. Um, we got planning permission for another couple of years. It's Ebbsfleet's been announced as a garden city, uh, and so the town that. I mean, the thing that held it up was it was supposed to announce a new town that that when we hit the 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 big crash in two thousand eight, which is kind of like when I won this thing, the the town it was supposed to celebrate wasn't going to be built so they, they so no one was in a hurry to build this thing so but now we've got a town again hopefully we can have a horse yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when the opportunity comes up for a commission mm. that's that salient you know one might say that you know your giant horse would be mm. you know, one of Burke's great objects and terrible mm. it would be mm. you know mm. part mm. it would be a sublime horse right right it necessarily involves you with business, finance, capital, with these mm. sorts of things. Do you run a kind of ethical audit on a project in advance and think, I, oh, actually, this is getting me into yeah. no, working it's, for it's people tricky. who are actually making their money off mm. sweatshop labour in South yeah, East yeah, Asia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you care about that? I mean, I get, yeah, no, I, I do, absolutely. A lot, a lot of your contemporaries have been mm. perfectly happy about sucking oligarch yeah 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 they have yeah 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 no it's true yeah no and very well put um <laughs> <laughs> but i have <laughs> i <laughs> yeah, no, yeah i'm not so keen on that i must admit and uh, no no i mean this thing initially 
uh, we're supposed to have three backers who seem to be, you know, not not not, not the most dastardly companies in the world. You know, uh, there was a couple of railway companies and a company uh, that were that were making, that were building the town, and and it meant also that yeah, there was no public money that could be buying a, a hospital or something. Mm. You know, you know, and 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 then it, the initial figure for it, was two million pounds, was never going to be big enough to make anything 50 metres high bespoke, which was like the brief to all us artists. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's where it's founded, you know. But, yeah, no, I'm... I'm um... <laughs> what do you think is the worst piece of public art in London? Because <laughs> I know. Well, oh, you yeah. do? All right. Ah. Well, yeah, I think so, yeah. Well, I can tell you the story, but... I, 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 I took two Tate curators to, to propose Brian Hawes' piece, yeah. right? And I walked them from the Tate through Victoria Garden, Memorial Gardens. To, to past the, the, the Burgers. Past the, the, yeah, and the Buxton Memorial to the end of slavery. Past the Burgers, past uh, the Pankhurst sculpture. Yeah. And, and, then I, and then I said, and I propose to, to reproduce this, right? And I gestured across like to Parliament Square. And one of them said, what, Churchill? <laughs> anyway, so anyway, I, I reckon Lloyd George is high up there um, in in that square. Um, it's not a particularly modern not, bit of public art. No, I know, no, but it's, 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 it's terrible. It's terrible. It's, it's just not, it's someone in a high wind. What's that about? Well, how do you feel about the memorial to the women of the Second World War? I think that's yeah. It's no, sort that's of that, hat check room. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, well, it, that, it's got his twin with the animals. Uh, yeah, celebrated in Park Lane, isn't it? That's and, a and corker, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah, what yeah. does it say on the Memorial? <laughs> uh, they had no choice. Of course they didn't. Well, no, no, no. It's, animals, it's, it's, it's just bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's, Chilly. it's bizarre. So, I. Mm, um, ooh. Come on, you know. Do I do it? Do I? Yes, do you I? do. What, the St Pancras one? Or the, no, 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 no well, worse that, than that. Oh, oh. But that, the Paul Day one at, at St Pancras is a corker. I mean, it is mm, formally, mm. objectively <laughs> loathsome. <laughs> and aesthetically beneath contempt. But is it, strictly speaking, a public work of art? I mean, uh, you can't uh, actually okay. see it unless you're in the Champagne Bar or you're travelling on the Eurostar, so I don't know that Oh, OK, oh, OK, OK. So, so it's actually really, like... Got to be a public nuisance. That, that no, yeah, you know no, what it is. It is the Arslikan Mittal Tower. Oh wow! Um, yeah, mm. With absolutely without doubt. Mm. Yeah, you know, nice man Anish Kapoor. Yes. Should have gone back to the drawing board. Yes, yes, fell. yes. Neither fish nor fowl. It looks it? No. like a tool for a proptologist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> capable of. It, it of will give a great aerial view of West Ham's new ground. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, you don't. You obviously don't want to rubbish a fellow artist. <laughs> That's the trouble with visual artists. They're all so friendly. Writers, on the other hand, we don't mind giving each other a right shit bagging because we never see each other. But you guys all hang out together and have parties, don't you? You'll probably run into a niche next week, and, and he'll say you didn't demure enough when Will said that the Arslikan Mittal Tower was the worst piece of public art in London. But it wins just because of the salience. You uh. can see it for all over the East End, and it looks ugly from every angle. But as a West Ham supporter, it will it will have the best view of the ground. 
Well, that's not really a justification <laughs> of a work of art that you can see a full. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. But I think that was part. That was part of its problem. Yeah, from the start. Um, yeah. Or, Do you know what I mean? But you wouldn't sort of critique Peter Eisenman's Holocaust memorial on the grounds that you can't see anything from the middle of it. No, 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 no. But I think. Yeah, not that keen on that, to be honest, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's got cracks and kind of... That's, that's cracks kind of, and yeah, spoil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, well, listen, um, that's enough of us. Uh, <laughs> would anybody like to ask a question? This young man here has a microphone. If you put your hand up, then, you know, we can advance the discourse. <laughs> young woman here. Good. Okay, um, I just wanted to know, with uh, regards to the positioning of the plaques in the stations, did you have any say in that? Um, and um, I know the one at Archway got defaced quite quickly on with a grumpy cat, grumpy cat sticker in the centre of it, which really? I think Lord. is that one okay. on the front of the book, but it got taken off once I pointed it out. Uh -huh. um, but a, a lot of the staff also at the stations don't seem to know what they've got. So when we went round looking for them and asked, do you have a labyrinth, they were uh -huh. like, huh? Right, but that was in the early days when only a few were out. Okay, so okay. I just wondered what um, no, what I mean, was back to TFL for the positioning. Did you give any guidance or anything? Yeah, like that? no. I mean, it 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 was probably about a year and a half, wasn't it, from the first installation to the last, and that was on the basis of just contingency amongst a whole bunch of things to do with you know, other underground signage and advertising and, and who had rights for this, that and the other. So I was, I was happy for that to happen. I quite like the fact that, you know, it's a labyrinth and it's quite hard to find the labyrinth itself, really. It's not, you know, you know, you know if it's platform one, on, on, you know, do you know what I mean? Kind of, you know, and, and some of them are more and more, more obvious. But, but I kind of like that, you know, so... I'm, I mean, I've been single... I mean, I'm not being very good myself at kind of collecting my total of, of spots, you know, and, and, you know, like the one at King's Cross, I've spotted a couple of times and I still can't remember quite where it is again, you know, that kind of thing, you know, yeah. So in a way, I mean, it's kind of, it's egregious to quote my own work, mm. but it's, it's kind of what you're aiming for is what I said in that yeah. piece. You're aiming <laughs> to create a tension between finding your way mm. and the kind of aleatoric nature of being in the city where you will chance upon things. Exactly, exactly. So you're not too bothered. No, no, I love that. To, yeah, yeah. to have placed everyone in a logical position yeah, yeah. which you would defeat the, the exactly, virtue of the exactly, exactly. you want that sense. Exactly. Sometimes coming on it. No, 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 and I still have that joy. And I had this, I had this fantastic thing about three weeks into... The, there were ten that were sort of unveiled in central London one of which was uh, St James's Park underneath the old HQ. Alas, they've moved out of that fantastic building there, right? Great building. And, uh, and, and there was a, so there was like a kind of, you know, PVA kind of thing that got peeled off for the, for, for the grand opening of the, of the project. And, and it was being filmed at the time and this woman got off the tube and she was, um, Neuroscientist, yeah, yeah, and she said, "Oh, looks like a brain. Oh, looks a bit like it looks a bit like um, Monkster Scream." And I was thinking, "God, this is brilliant. It's going to." It wasn't on the film, unfortunately, but yeah, and she went away. But I mean, you know, I don't that's know what, what you want. That's what I want, really. That's yeah, yeah. Want. And then, no, 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 I was going to say, about three weeks later, I was 
on the district line just reading the paper and then kind of like staring abstractly as this train pulls into the station and it was like you know a film director was directing me slowly to a halt in front of the, you know the first one that was unveiled and I'd, and it was all I could do not to say to the person next to me I did that it's just <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of amazing. It was just like you right in front of me. Turned yeah. back to you. And said, what you happened good. to your yeah. big horse? Exactly, you bugger. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sod that. Sod that. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Where's the big exactly. horse you exactly. riding on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Oh yeah. So I was just wondering. I guess um, when you create something to be seen by people, it tends to be in a, a space that's reserved for that. So even something like the fourth plinth. It's very much a thoroughfare for people going to see works of, uh, you know, I use it a bit guardedly, but you know, art. They're going mm, to mm. see things that have been created for some kind of aesthetic purpose. And I was just wondering, I guess, what you felt about having created something that's probably the most looked at but overlooked thing, work of art in London, certainly, because people go past it. Millions of people go past it every every week. Yeah, probably a small I do quite, I do quite like that. I mean, I, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, to be honest, it, it was, you know, as I was saying to Will, you know, earlier, when I was first approached, I think it was perhaps with the idea that I might curate some other artists in, in it. And then I had a meeting coming up with Louise and, and people, and I thought, oh, what better type up a bit of agenda? <laughs> and I thought, oh, what about a different artwork for every tube stop? And then I created my own problem. And that was kind of how I got, so that's how I got there, in a way. So that was like, so I set my own puzzle, really. And sometimes a lot of the public artworks I've been working on have felt a bit too much like problem solving, but this, this seemed like a, a, a problem worth solving or, or worth working on. And I had a couple of initial ideas that didn't quite go there, but they, they were sort of re a bit related, weren't they, formally? And and maybe I should say more about that, really, because it's like, you know, this is how... What were the ideas that got jettisoned? Well, I had one that was facing circular mirrors on each stop so you know at a certain angle you would get this infinite well that's a of, bit of niche well, 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 well all right well well, well yeah well there we are just, God, just, just the way you said that would have, would, have, would have deterred me back then and and uh, yeah yeah and actually like frankly that was impractical and, and a bit dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> frankly at certain points but you know, literally, I had these circular mirrors in my studio, and then I started drawing this kind of spiral thing, and then I got to this circular labyrinth thing, and that's kind of how things happen, you know. So it's not like a kind of like, you know, oh. Were you thinking mm. about kind of Frank Beck? Were you thinking about. I, I was, yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's, that's important as well. I, I. Because there is a harmony there. There is, there is, yeah. there is. And I thought, well, we got the. You know, uh, we got the roundel and we got the back mat, and let's face it, there's not going to be another icon for the tube. Let's 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 kind of be in harmony with with that. Yeah. And so I thought that so the circular thing was sort of important, and everyone calls it the tube, and it's kind of and, and everyone kind of understands that. And it was know? already on the table that it would be a permanent installation. Yeah. So yeah. you knew that it needed to to last. Yeah. Yeah. But also, what I sense about labyrinth as a work is that. You know what Walter Benjamin called vertical type. You know the way in which we now, quite unconsciously, assimilate signage in in the built environment into a kind of unified field. Mm. That in a sense, labyrinth 
subverts that, doesn't it? Because it says, you know, am I a corporate? It's just a sign for mark? itself. Yeah, it's a sign for, for itself, itself, which it's, is wonderful. Yeah, it's yeah a I think I hope. Well, I'm sorry, I have to say that myself. Yeah. But that was so important for me. I realised what I'd done there, and mm. and it doesn't take you anywhere else but to itself, mm. which is really a, what a relief that is. Yeah, mm. yeah, in this world. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, just wanted to ask briefly um, about what you said earlier about um, your work and um, class consciousness. And I was thinking about public art and um, its kind of place in contemporary class consciousness. There's a um, piece of legislation, the name of which um, escapes me, whereby building developments as well as allocating a certain amount of social housing allocate money yeah, to... Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Certain kinds of social projects, yeah, yeah, often yeah. public art, um, which is used in often on the site of the developments once they've been cleared and when new flats are being built. I'm thinking particularly of places like the Haygate and the Ellsbury in southeast. Um, I was just wondering if you think if there's still a place for class consciousness in public art, given its general co-option, mm. and whether you feel like that's something that you yourself have a place in. Yeah. I, well, I actually made a piece called Burgess Park back in 1987, which were 22 um, <laughs> uh, pic picturesque watercolours of, of uh, this park that had been uh, created to, for the Haygate, yeah, what became the Haygate estate was the, this slum clearance. I mean, they'd be probably like prime material for gentrification that's like where my well, grandmother was from yeah yeah in south yeah, london it was yeah partly um but it was also railway sidings right and it wasn't all was it no 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 happened to be a bit of an expert on burgess do you do you yeah, yeah, all right all right well, speaking of really. <laughs> <was> my special <laughs> subject my, my dad was a was a choir boy in the, in st george's church oh, so yeah 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 so yeah my first job was in burgess Really? Yeah. Right, right. Okay, all right, well, you know, I mean... <laughs> not, not my dad. My, my grandmother was fostered out and, and, <laughs> and was spotted by her mother yeah. with, with, with an iron burn mark on her, own, her arm on Albany Road. That's yeah, how Albany she came back Road, on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> my great-great-grandfather, Adolphus Self, was okay. living on Albany Road in the 18, 1840. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Anyway, I've, <laughs> anyway round it, there's the, yeah. <laughs> there's, I've got a plan of Burgess Park tattooed. On, 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 yeah, I think uh, what you, you what, sorry to go all around the houses. Is there a place for class consciousness in public art? I, I think in yes a way, or in, no. in a way, what you're, <laughs> in a way, what you're saying is, is it, is it just um, yeah, exactly? Um, what's the term I'm looking for? But yeah, yeah. Um, but I think his point is, you know, like developers now mm. are basically like these bastards that have done Battersea. They chuck a few quid to the council, yeah, 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 actually yeah. TFL, yeah. the best will in the world, to build the new tube station, then they don't have to provide social housing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so are you worried, in a way, that, it, that your bugs... I, I don't think, I mean, to be honest, there's never... There's never the budget that, 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 that 
to be honest, I haven't been faced with any of these as an example. But I know what you're saying, and 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 I, I, I yeah, I think I think there must be a, a, a better road in terms of funding that that, that isn't yeah just this placatory kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah well yeah, and yeah. also it hands over a key aspect of the built environment to private developers yeah yeah because yeah. essentially they're not only they're producing the entire aesthetic of yeah, the development yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of the municipality being involved in a key way yeah. well and the ethos and philosophy yeah. as well to be yeah. honest I mean yeah. you, you, you're buying into the whole thing aren't you so it's like yeah 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 so it's not a nice it's not, not a comfortable nice. thing no it's no. not nice it's, it's like no. a giant plywood hippo yeah. submerged in the Thames. It's ugly, it's purposeless, and it costs a lot of money. Right, okay. <laughs> Gentleman at the back but there. But still more attractive than the middle tower in your eyes. Oh, okay. you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm Christian Walmart. I wrote that end piece for oh, this. Hey. Which, uh, uh, and what I enjoyed about uh, it actually is because um, Tube fanatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, thank you so much for a wonderful piece. So that's for say. Uh, uh, um, and what I loved about this was was that you know, I'm a bit of a train spotter deep down. Yeah. I thought that maybe people in future might actually go round the tube and kind of now they'd take pictures. They wouldn't kind of put it in an Ian Allen book anymore. But they'd actually yeah. go and go and see everyone. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, well. Actually, what you ought to do is to um, set up a competition for the person who gets round all 270 of them the fastest. Because actually, you but know, that already that already is there. Yes. Oh, right. well, they, no. What is really there is getting round the whole tube system. But they'll have to see your thing and take a picture. Oh, I see. The whole yeah. Yes, no, I got you. Not just So it'll take Indeed. them more than a day. It'll take them two days. That would something. yeah yeah yeah. But I thought you ought to do that because it you know it'll just be a way of. You know, do it I think I yeah okay or something or whatever you know but it would be a well great perhaps way I no I should do and I need to find a I mean it's quite the the the, the four guys who, who who did hold the record for the tube way challenge came to an event at, 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 at St James's Park HQ last year and 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 since then I've bumped into a couple of them just on the street or in Waterloo Station and kind of like you know and. It, <laughs> And uh, well, maybe, but I mean, but I mean, it'd be quite nice to have them as my guide for a couple of days, really, because perhaps I do need to do it. I think you do. I do, don't I? Yeah. I do. I, I think don't. you do. I do. I mean, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, just one substantive point, though, about the fourth plinth. Mm. The reason the foot there is no permanent <laughs> contemporary artwork placed on the fourth plinth is known to you, yeah. Uh, are we waiting for QE two? Yeah, we're yeah. waiting for the nibs to pop off, yeah. and then they're going to put an equestrian yeah, statue yeah, off yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's why they decided. No, and frankly, you guys were always barking up the wrong tree. Trafalgar Square is a place; it's a spatial articulation of the British state, and the idea that you grubby trousered philanthropist socialists mm -hmm. get your statue up there is absolutely laughable. <laughs> we did execute a king just uh, just 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 adjacent. There. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, Will. Thank you for joining us for this London Review Bookshop event. For more, visit our website at www.londonreviewbookshop.co.uk or search for the London Review Bookshop on iTunes. <laughs>